everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. I'm laughing for a few reasons right now. Number one, I just saw myself in the viewfinder on the camera for, for the YouTube portion of this podcast, and I look like a Gen Z Mr. Rogers. You know how you'd always yes. have like a sweater, you yeah, know? and definitely I, a Mr. Rogers sweater. I feel like, yeah, this is a Mr. Rogers sweater. And um, <laughs> secondly, I'm laughing. I just want to give you guys a heads up that um, Mike is waking up right now. And if you see me get up during the podcast, I don't want to be distracting, but um, I probably have to go grab him. So thanks for your patience, but this is real life and we have interruptions and, and all that. So anyways, we're picking back up. New Morning Mercies, the classic. There's always a link in the descriptions if you guys want to go find out if you want to go find that Devo from Paul David Tripp, but uh, yep. Tori's going to take it from here. Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. It says this mercy for others will reveal your ongoing need for mercy, driving you to the end of yourself and into the arms of your merciful savior. It's simply not natural for us. It's natural to make sure all your needs are met. It's natural to hoard what you have and the fear that at some point you won't have enough. It's natural to carry around with you a long catalog of things you want for yourself. It's natural to be more in tune with your feelings than with the feelings of others. It's natural to want mercy for yourself, but justice for others. It's natural to be very aware of the sin of others, yet blind to your own. If we are ever going to be people of mercy, we need bountiful mercy ourselves. Because what stands in the way of our being a community of mercy is us. It's impossible for me to think about God's call to us to be his instruments of mercy and not reflect on Jesus's powerful parable in Matthew 8 verses 21 through 35. If you haven't read it, we encourage you to go read it now. Christ had two reasons for telling this story. The first was to reveal the heart behind Peter's question. All right, Lord, how many times do I have to forgive? This question evidenced a heart that lacked mercy. Christ's second reason for telling the story was to reveal our hearts. You see, we're all the unjust servant. We celebrate God's mercy, but scream at our children when they mess up. We sing of amazing grace, but punish our spouses with silence when they offend us. We praise God for his love, but forsake a friendship because someone has been momentarily disloyal. We are thankful that we have been forgiven, but say that a person who is suffering the result of his decisions is getting what he deserves. We bask in God's grace, but throw the law at others. We're simply not that good at mercy because we tend to see ourselves as more deserving than the poor and needy. But when God's call of mercy collides with your lack of mercy, you begin to see yourself with accuracy. You begin to confess that you don't have inside you what God requires. You begin to admit to yourself and others that you cannot live up to God's standard. So you begin to cry out for the very thing that you have refused to give others. And as you begin to remember that God's mercy is your only hope, and you meditate on the grandeur of the mercy that has been showered on you, you begin to want to help others experience that same mercy. You see, to the degree that you forget the mercy you've been given, it is easier for you to not give mercy to others. I daily need God's work of mercy in order to do his work of mercy. Yeah, it's just so true. Tor and I just got off a phone call where we were talking about that with <clears throat> like a 
a mentor of ours and just sharing about how when you truly receive what the father has done for you, like he can be savior, but is he also Lord Mm -hmm. of your life? And, um, yeah, it's just so powerful. And I forget it so often. I get so frustrated with Micah when I'm trying to do things that are like for him, but not with him. Mm -hmm. I get upset that he wants to do things with me because I can't get things done. And I feel like such a hypocrite because I'm like trying to create this Christian content yet. I'm, harnessing some frustration because I can't get it done, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, wait a second. Am I really living out the heart of the father by by not being the father to my son? And I've seen it in so many aspects of my life. I've seen it in anger. Um, Just, you know, I, whenever the author mentioned about how, like, you know, that, that quote about like, you know, well, yeah, this person's, they, they got what they paid for. They're, they're suffering the consequences of their actions, but there's no, there's no uh, sweetness of heart for them. There's no mercy for them. There's no uh, empathy there. And, yeah. and yeah, I think that this is just one of those great heart piercers to remind us that like, y'all, this, this life is so much more than what we pretend it is. Mm-hmm. It's so much more about reflecting the love and mercy of God that we have first received. Mm-hmm. And we need to not fool ourselves into thinking that we haven't received it because we have. Yeah. We have it. And yeah. are we living inside of it? Do we set reminders to remind ourselves of what the price he paid for us? Right. Yeah, it's so good. I think, again, it just comes down to have we actually like fully had that relational impact with the father where it's not just head knowledge like oh yeah he's the god of mercy oh yeah he's the god of love like Jesus died for me I'm a Christian I go to church and yet we don't live with the radical transformation Mm. that the Holy Spirit is trying to work out in us every single day because we're not meditating on what the word says we should meditate on. And it's as we meditate on the cross, it's as we meditate on the fact that in our own strength, we are not merciful people. Like in our own strength, we're very selfish. And yet that's not the way that God has called us to live or to operate. And I love that verse. And it's like, I can't remember the reference, but it talks about when we experience the comfort of the Father, we get to then show that same comfort to other people. Mm -hmm. But if we have not stepped into that space to receive his mercy and to be comforted by him, then we, we can't extend it because if we haven't received it, we don't have it to give in the first place. And so I think that what's really important today is for us to humble ourselves underneath our Lord and truly recognize his goodness, truly recognize the mercy that we have been given every single day, every moment of the day that he like lavishes on us. And just like Paul David Tripp was saying, it's like we, we sing and we rejoice about his love and his mercy but it has to be deeper than that. Like it has to like truly wreck you, like truly wreck your heart and like transform you. Like you should be completely different because of his love. And inside of that is how we extend it to others. But it's, it can't just be in our head. Like it can't just be this head knowledge understanding. It has to, 
grip your heart. It has to pierce your heart. And then you can't help it. Like it's, it's the Holy Spirit being so active and alive in you that allows you to extend the mercy and the love and the forgiveness that is unnatural when we're operating in our flesh. Yeah. And if I could share one more thing, I just think, and this is so special about the way that God works is that if you are someone who is struggling with the frustration of life, resentment towards family or community, the bitterness of doing stuff that you don't want to do. If you're someone who's living inside of those things and you're, you're wondering like, how can I do what this devotional was talking about? How can I truly live out of the fruit of the spirits? How can I truly receive like the softened heart that he promised me? He took my, my, my heart of stone into a heart. He turned it to a heart of flesh. How can I do that? Cause what happens is if you are that person, then you start to self condemn yourself. Well, I'm not, and then, then you try to make it right yourself without the Holy Spirit, but that's the best part about the way God operates is that he sent his spirit down yeah. for you and he sent it down for me. Mm-hmm. And then we, God has mercy for us. Mm-hmm. Even if we are those people that are being maybe a little bit harsh in their judgments or harsh in their decisions or harsh in their words, there's mercy for us as we're working this thing out. Mm-hmm. And so... I just think that what a great, man, I love this devotional so much. It's just one of those chances for us to remind ourselves that it's not about all the, all the appearances. It's about the heart transformation. It's about the changes happening within, um, as we get to experience God more and share God more. Um, there's, it's so satisfying. It's so fulfilling and it's so much deeper than those kind of immediate needs and desires that we typically trade it for like we'll trade out time getting to know the heart of the father with time doing xyz and i'm guilty of that just like everyone else is and so i think it's a great reminder for us to hey like let's remember what's truly important Mm -hmm. let's remember what's when it what's going to really create that heart change so i can help others also experience that heart change that jesus offers us so good want to praise the note i do Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you today and we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for the transformative work that you are currently doing inside of us through your Holy Spirit. Father, that you indwell in us. Father, I pray that you would close the gap between our head knowledge and our heart posture, Father. That our hearts would be so in tune with you, Father, that your truth would pierce our hearts, Father, that it would bring us to our knees in awe and wonder of what you have done for us, Father. Would we truly experience what it is like to be washed by your grace and by your mercy so we can be better conduits of that same mercy and grace to our loved ones, to our community, and to strangers, Father. You have called us to be your church, but yet we cannot do that if we are operating in our own flesh, Father. We know that left up to ourselves, we are selfish, but when we operate through your spirit, we are selfless, Father, and that's what we want to be. We want to love better. We want to serve better. We want to give more, Father, but we need your help. We are so aware of that need today. So we pray that you would meet us in this place, that you would encourage us, inspire us, and um, 
just help us, Father. We definitely, we need you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. When now is that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to Lord. Yes, and now don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys. We'll be talking to you tomorrow. Au revoir.